unreal hello listeners welcome to the first ever live psr podcast it's about one year to the day that we did our first ever podcast over zoom because of the days of COVID. but we are back now to give you our year and best albums and songs this podcast will be podcast number one of two and we're going to focus on albums first but boys before we get into the music, I just want to say this is fucking deadly. We don't get to hang out enough, so um, really happy to be here with you. I'm going to shift it over to you guys now and uh, give me some thoughts. I think before we start, oh yeah, Let's have a little shotsky here. As we are. our friend Rito, every time we get together, Reed he, he comes with this uh, with his fireball. So uh, here's a good way to loosen this up. Cheers, cheers, boys. Mm, that's tasty mm, that's tasty thanks reed well boys before we dig into some lists give us some high level thoughts on the year of music go ahead Rob. <laughs> guys like it's crazy we've been doing this for a full year like, if you think about when we started the podcast our idea was you know let's do 2021 review we did it on shitty speakers shitty microphones and it really kind of kickstarted us I had a hard time that year, and I had just a harder time this year. The the amount of music that came out this year, high quality music, is just tragic, especially for a practice like this. I mean, I know we're gonna go through our lists, but my God, this take a long time. I'm just I'm really excited. I hope that we at least, as a trio, cover all the bases and uh, really uh, do it justice. All right, guys. Just before we get into the list here, just gonna kind of break down what the plan is. Um, so uh, we're sat here, left to right, Reed, Roz, and myself, Lundy. Um, we're gonna count down each other's top five by going five, 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 four, 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 etc., till we get to one, one, one. There's some possibility of redundancy for sure, but we want to keep this a surprise for us as it is for you. Uh, we'll try and cut down on the talk, double talk of albums as much as possible, but we're here to have fun too. All right, so shall we start on album five, top five of the year, 2022, Reed? Let's do it. So I'm going to start us off. <laughs> All right. So for me, just general comments. Um, I had a couple that were creme de la crop this year, and then a whole stack kind of stacked in the middle in the eight to eight and a half, half range that I could interchange day-to-day kind of based on what mood I'm in or whatever. I'm happy with my top five, but I felt like the the field was a bit more convoluted this year. And we had a, we did a lot of good stuff this year, guys. We did a lot of good stuff. We did a lot of good stuff. So much shit. Today, um, I'm going to talk five albums and ten songs. I'm probably not going to mention like some great artists that we've covered at all. And me and Lundy were joking earlier. Hopefully, you guys pick up some of those songs or so we can talk about them and... Uh, you know, make it be known and give him our praises. So let's start off. It might be a surprise for you guys. My highest TSR ranking of the year was Red Hot Chili Peppers Unlimited Love. <laughs> and that's my number five. 
So I gave it a 9.2. <laughs> you gave it a strong score. Strong score. Strong score. TSR, we gave it a 7.8 out of 10. Uh, right off the way, right out, right out the gate, I'm biased. Big fan, have been for a long time. Like we look back on a song like Black Summer Now, and it's not that great, but when I hear it, I still think of holy shit, John's back. Um, you know, and that's still like something that's pretty special. And from top from top to bottom, it's a solid album. I think you guys agree. Like uh as the year went on, they kind of got saturated and probably don't want to hear a goddamn thing by them anymore. But uh that album is very good. It's too long, but if you cut a couple songs, I think uh it's right there with with some of their uh, most recent ones, like Stadium Arcadium type thing, and they still offer something that not a lot of people are right now. And for me, uh, they land at number five, and it's a pretty big drop from early in the year, nine point two. But I'm uh, happy where they ended up. That's um that's a thing, right? And I found with this, it's like when you go back and listen to everything again, like your ratings, even in your head, like in your objective, it's like things do change. You know what I mean? Like you can get something the best rating. Doesn't exactly mean on this list. Like you couldn't go through twosuitreviews.com and check everyone's scores and go, that's going to be our top five because that is not the case. It's not the case for me, you know? So, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Just on, on the chili peppers note, I definitely surprised. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was going to make your number one, but I definitely surprised to see it slip down to five. Mm. My thoughts on the album, definitely just 100% really agree with you in that uh, it's too long and they offer something that no one else does. It's, you know, I, I don't think my rating would overall change too much just because of the stuff. But um, I think and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think that 9.2 was extremely personal 9.2 yeah. it, yeah. instead of the, you know, the, you know, the critical and, and, and personal mix that we often strive for. And and that's no critique, really, because it's just really hard. Mm -hmm. it is, it's hard to listen to an album for a week of one of your favorite all time bands and be like, man that's that's one of the best albums i've ever heard and, yeah and it, it's it's so hard yeah. it's so hard you're super excited like john came back like i've been listening for 20 years so you're just so caught up in it and i'm like i love everything love everything yeah yeah but uh like i said i still really do think it's a solid album uh as Rod said going back and listening is very like it's a crazy experience actually because your opinion changes so much over time and yeah. like if i had to do all the albums again like uh there'd be quite a few changes. So I know the first, and that's the thing. Like everything's colored. Listen, guys, I gave Rufus the soul of a certain 9.5. Okay. We all get, we all color our, <laughs> we all have internal bias. You know, we try to be as objective as possible, but you know, when something comes out, you might have that hype. And then maybe a couple months down the line, you look at it a little more objectively. So at least you saw that and you, uh, you accepted that and you put it in your five. So, okay. Yeah. I, I think, I think one thing to point here, and I think it's an overall reach kind of touch on how we built his, built his list and i think the longevity of albums is hugely important here and it, and you can get kind of blindsided by thinking an album is really good or really bad when you're only listening to it like 10 to 12 times over the course of a week mm -hmm. to try and come up with a review but like especially like early year reviews man six seven months can really change your outlook on an, on an album mm -hmm. and and i think that's going to be probably be reflected in a lot of our lists here Definitely. especially when so much good music is coming yeah. out like you know you know we were spoiled in the first you know couple of months of the year and then like, as it goes on and then more comes out it's like holy shit mm -hmm. like, yeah i know that's great guys um so i'll go next uh my number five um love this album i had a this is one of those albums that 
you have high expectations based on the interest you have in the band going going into it. Uh, my number five is uh, Blue Rev by Always. Um, me and Lundy actually, when we talked about this, we kind of had a little back and forth. I was saying it was very similar to the kind of their old sound. Lundy was saying, you know, this is almost a, a they're kind of moving away from it to a more heavier kind of rock kind of sound. Um, be that as it may, either way, this album to me, I feel as though from top to bottom, the energy stays constant. There's no lull in this album. Um, it's just to me, I it was a, it was pure enjoyment. I went in there with expectations and it met everyone and just it's just a really fun it's like yeah 14 songs right to the closer high energy catchy hooks are great vocals are great and uh yeah it's it made my top five for sure yeah uh absolutely agree with you on it being a great album um i kind of liken it to um like I don't know, like a family member, like anti-socialites and always like their first two albums. It's like a, it's like the young family member. And then all of a sudden, like 10 years later, they show up and they're like this full grown adult. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? And it's like booming out of the stereo. It's it's such an enjoyable. Album. And you love like the Canadian homegrown, right? Yeah. It's like this. He's, he's, I got a special touch. East Coast, them. right? So, yeah. And, you, and you've seen I have yet to see him. Yeah, so I've seen him three times. Yeah, I'm very jealous. Yeah, I really enjoy the album, too. And for me. I was different than you guys, didn't have the history to back it up. So this was the first experience with them. And for the couple of weeks I did listen, it was uh, very solid. I really like their sound. Awesome, boys. So my number five. And I was kind of a little nervous about including this one because uh, strictly because of the longevity thing we just talked to. I'm actually going to drop back to our most recent review. Mm. My number five album of the year is Stories Anywhere But Here. So I love this album. I think it's uh, really immersive, so many genres, uh, but yet it's really cohesive. Um, I kind of like liken it to the XX meets grunge. It's like it got these like du duets of this female and uh, male vocalist, but it's like harder, more hip hoppier. And I, I think that's kind of yeah, that, due that's to the Portishead's. That's definitely a great, that's a great uh, comparison. Yeah. Too. So, um, you know, it's, it's just, a really good mix um i love the shape shifting of songs it constantly keeps me entertained and it's just like i'm always you know i love i love albums that continue to surprise me and continue to do stuff within songs and within albums that drag me back to you know i want to discover more about this artist i want to discover more i can't wait for their next stuff like that kind of thing like that i love this and cherry on top is just i had no idea who this band was six weeks ago yeah, they were great listening and great way to, to finish the year for three of us. Like, we rarely see eye to eye on, like, everything. And we were within point two. Couldn't, like, be, couldn't uh, be a better bookend to the year yeah, it was, to have. It was great. And, um, yeah, they offer so much and their sound is very diverse. And, like I said in my review, just, like, the grunge factor. And you guys don't know Pearl Jam like I do, but, like, some of their stuff reminded me of Pearl Jam, which might sound like a surprise. But, uh yeah, it's great, and I've I've still been listening to it since we did it like the past six weeks. So. I listen to it a lot too. Yeah, it's um, like you said, the the Portis Head connection is really great. Um, I knew it was good when we reviewed it. Obviously, you had you know agreed on the score, but when I put it on the website, um, when I picked a genre category, I picked basically every single one. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of everything, and then there's they come outside of the box in these genres as well. A lot of subgenres. It kind of like makes you question what a genre is. What makes up a good band? Do they need to fit the mold? And this band does not at all. 
and I'm very hopeful for their future. And it's a great listen. So that's a great, it's a great number five. One of the coolest things I found when I was doing a little research on this last night. So uh, it's like Asha and Lewis is the two guys, two girl or girl and guy. And then like um, how they write songs and, and half the reason it sounds so shape-shifting and so, so different is they actually go and, and write separately and then they come together with these two ideas on a song and then they just morph them together no way that's yeah. crazy so i think it's tell me uh baltimore and standing in standing in the rain or screaming in the rain or something like that i can't remember off the top of my head but they actually wrote those songs individually and then came together with their producer and made these songs so it's just it's just different and, and you know it kind of leads to just how my overall tastes have morphed with dsr just where we're listening to so much music i find myself much more intrigued by the weird by the by the different by the people pushing boundaries and that's where this falls i love this album yeah. and even just the weirdness like these guys like i when i when i did my research like they met in high school doing their own shit and they kind of came together because they kind of liked their sound and their workflow so it really is a testament to the to the to the meshing and the chemistry of and i put that in my review the chemistry of the two lead songwriters the fact that they in different rooms and they can still tie it together and that's that's what makes it like you know the the, the talent of these bands is just it's astronomical it's great yeah i love it and kind of take a different perspective on it like it doesn't just happen either like earlier in the year not to take a shot at him but i will we did panda bear <laughs> and those are two different two different love ends it. of the spectrum and i just wasn't feeling it like i like this is too strange for me i know you liked it yeah. you were kind of closer to me i think it was like it's like beach boys on acid or something it was yeah. it was interesting it's a good, it's a good album yeah no, but sorry, anywhere over here is uh, is solid. Up next, number four. You got it, buddy. Number four, let's go. Might be surprise number two. Full surprises here. <laughs> so, um, always Blue Rev. Nice. Okay. It's been a climber for me over the past, I guess, six weeks since yep. we reviewed it. Um, just in general, I keep going back to it. I keep going back to it. And I know it's like kind of in my recently played, but. It's grown on me a lot, and one of my criticisms when I did the review was that it sounded similar to Route. I think that's still true, but so did like Nimrod and Insomniac by Green Day. Like it's like the same yeah. thing the whole through, whole time through, and mm -hmm. I kind of changed perspective on it. They just give a different take of their sound throughout, and it, it's it's really good, really good, and it's grown on me. I don't have too too much to add. We already said, but you get, initially you get what seven, eight, eight. Yeah, okay. but so they you, were, knew you liked. You knew you liked it. Yeah, they were like too bad much. for me too, right? So I didn't have like that history going in that you Which did. could be a good thing because I mean, like Lonnie said, he kind of went in with expectation, and you know, we yeah. loved it. But it was like it, like completely different, right? Which is, is in its own pretty pretty cool. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, like I like I just touched on it. I love their sound. I love her voice. I just everything about them is great. They're an East Coast Canadian homegrown band, and I I love that. And uh, I I really love to see their success, and I really hope to see them in the future. And I you're playing Primavera, buddy. Get get tickets. <laughs> get get tickets. Yeah, I I don't have much more to add either. I I these I like these guys a lot. I have a history with them in terms of seeing them live and really enjoying their albums. Uh, Blue Rev simply blew me away. Um, yeah, perhaps we'll talk about it again later. <laughs> Perhaps we will. We'll see. <laughs> so my number four, this one, I mean, this could be full of surprises, guys. Who knows? <laughs> this wasn't even reviewed by us. This was actually in a spotlight. My number four is It's Almost Dry, Pusha T. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, actually, I heard about this album. 
I heard it was coming out and all this. And I've been following Pusher for a while. Like I, I always knew he was great. But uh, Rito did a did a spotlight, and I even then didn't listen. I must say, I must admit, I didn't. But um, when I was doing this, I kind of went through. I made sure to do every possible bit of music I could. And man, like he he's he's backed up by Pharrell. His you know obviously his his corner of the market is you know he's obviously doing like you know the, the gangster rap stuff. Like obviously me, I, I have a white piece of bread. I have nothing in common with this man. But um, he he is he he's making a fucking mark for himself in this genre. Like it's the flows are incredible, as you know. The beats are insane, and it has so much replayability. If you like hip hop from top to bottom, like I well, I, there's there's like a bunch of music I love in this album. Like it's, oh man, it's great. It's, it's great. It's really good. Like it if you is. like rap, Pusha T. I mean, it's it's a it's it's great. I love that. It's a thing. Pharrell producing it. Like I, didn't, I was like, wow, Pharrell's on this. Like oh my god, yeah. Man, I prepped so hard for this thing, and I was like, I listened even to some of the spotlight stuff, and I listened to albums I thought you guys might have in your top five. I haven't listened to this once. I was like, yeah, I don't think any one of these guys are choosing this album. They haven't raved enough about it, but admittedly, you know, I, raved, man. I am certainly the least uh, favorable rap R&B type guy on out of the uh, three of us. So I uh, apologize. I have zero to offer on this That's one. Fine. I like the wordplay, man. The wordplay is insane. The, like from song to song, beat to beat, just insane. So like good. the beats are amazing. Yeah, I was just saying earlier to Lundy how I came out in the truck and like a song would play. I was like, damn, like that it could probably be number hits. Two. Yeah, yeah, it's man. Yeah, I will try Pusha T. You know, number four, Pusha T. I don't know. If, I don't, I think that was a bit of a swerve. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah, that came. I've been listening to that album constantly all week. Like that's, and I know it's because it's like because it's newer, but like. It deserves all the praise, and it's gotten a lot of praise. So, yeah, yeah number four. I'm going to have to download and listen. It's, yeah, you yeah, need to, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Sorry, Reed. I didn't even <laughs> yeah. give your spotlight to listen. It's so hard. All right, boys. Uh, number four for me, and although I haven't listened to Pusha T, I'm going to assume that this is in the complete opposite spectrum <laughs> of uh, the type of music. Um, my number four is uh, Beach House's Once, Twice Melody. Mm. So... Um, this is as close to an experience as I think is possible without seeing something live. So, like, listening to Beach House is an overall experience. It's not just music. There is everything. There's layers. It's built. It's just, like, it makes you think. It's soft. It's shoegaze or dream pop story. They call it. It's just, like, I love just lying on the couch and just listening to it. It's so perfect. It's you know, like, it's as close to art, like, something you could put up in an art gallery as possible, in my opinion. Like, it's just that it's beautiful in that way. Like, uh, I, I think similarly of Radiohead. But Radiohead's, like, a chaotic beauty. Like, Beach House, Beach House is, like, this simplistic beauty. Um, I don't know. I kind of liken it to Radiohead would be, like, massive waves crashing against a cliff. Whereas Beach House is like this slow tidal effect, just building, 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 and then slowly drift, drift, drifts back away. It's just damn, what a fucking description! It's just, man that you hit the nail on the head. So good with that. It is just, it is just perfect. Um, you know, and just to add to the top of this, if anyone knows me and knows my listening taste, I absolutely hate an album that runs past <laughs> fifty nine, fifty nine, and this is like an hour twenty, and I never get bored of it um i simply love this uh yeah i mean 
Reed, I'll, I'll leave you to critique the the, uh, the genre. The genre, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is beautiful music to me. It is no secret here at TSR that Reed is not a huge fan of shoegaze or dream pop. <laughs> or dream pop. <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, it's just it's a lot to bite off and chew in a short period of time. I think I mentioned this in my review. Like, it's not something I listen to a lot. First of all, first of all, and then it's like trying to cram a whole lot of it in like in a short period of time and say, do you like it? Do you love it? Like, what do you give it? You know, like, so it's like, it's like us. Hey, guys, you want to listen to a country album? And like, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) so for me, it's just like just repeated listens. I was like, holy crap. Like, uh, I like how they release it like four sides. Yeah, making yeah sides. Side like throw on a vinyl and like. I will say, I'm certainly never putting this on at a party, or I'm not listening to it no, back to back. But is... there is some perfect times, and I mean, I I I enjoy the the sad, you know, that that kind of music that's within my range of all time listening. You know, work, you know, hiking, whatever it is. If I'm by myself, I'm often listening to this album. Definitely. Um. Yeah. I uh. I love this album. I love it. I uh. Like you said, it's a mood. Uh, there were a few months in my life this year where I listen to this literally every day. Like if my Spotify, my Spotify uh, wrap up is Beach House on top. <laughs> yeah, I listen to Runaway on that album probably two hundred times. Yeah, love that. It's song. amazing. Yeah. Uh, love the sound, synth heavy, reverb infused, dream pop. That's completely my bag, and I truly love this band. And again, another band I'd love to see. But no, this this album is very near and dear to me. I I listen to it a lot. I gave it a really good review. And yeah, that's a that's a damn good pick. I did not expect that at all. So oh yeah? That's, yeah, that's that's awesome. This is one of the I I honestly did stay pretty true most of my rankings on stuff, but this is the biggest riser for sure. I gave it like an eight one. Didn't even think I'd get up there. That's, and, that's awesome. Uh, no, this this grew on me so much. I didn't realize how much I loved it until you know you know four or five months down the line when I'm still listening to this thing and. I'm still giving it an hour and a half of my of my day sometimes. Just like just full play Once, once I just, get in the mood for it, I can't turn it off. It flows. You can put it on and it'll just, it just can go through it yeah. like, like butter. It's, it's I get Reed's perspective, no doubt, but it's simply beautiful music to me. Definitely. But like it's a mood. To go back to like you explaining that to me, it's easy for me because like the shit I like, I know people don't like it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like as a Radiohead fan, like I had to listen to OK Computer like 40 times Absolutely. before it hit, yeah. you know, and before I got into it. So you're like, here, listen to this and give me a review in a month. Like, <laughs> OK, like that's your explanation. I know we said we we're going to be harder on each other this year, yeah. but like I, I get it. Like, uh, you know, my my top two, like anybody listening, I'd say a lot of people wouldn't even like it to begin with. So, you know, what I mean? so that's the whole point of this now. I love it. OK. Number three album of the year for me is Kendrick Lamar with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. So this one is another very long album on the year. And I want to go back to my quote, my end quote. Kendrick Lamar is a generational talent in the prime of his career. He uses platform on this album to deliver a message of normalization and acceptance to his millions of fans. Simply put, he is currently second to none in the rap game and it's paving the way to Mount Ratmore. And I firmly believe that, like, I think of a comment Lundy made um, after, and not to, not as a shot, it's like, would I ever, like, 
put it on at a party or would I ever and no you probably wouldn't like there's probably three or four songs on there that you'd consider doing that with but this album is like just much more than that like it's so layered it hits so many topics Kendrick is at, at the prime of his career and like song by song it's just incredible and I think it's another uh, tip in, in his cap and I don't know what else to say. It's a good one. Uh, I'm kind of expecting to hear it maybe from Roz later, but uh, you don't know me, <laughs> but I don't know him. You, made, you make a good point. Um, and Lenny made the, the, the point initially is it, it's not an album you're going to throw on. It's not a, it's not an easy listen. This album is, it hasn't, there's intent. Yep. Like he has something to say and he just saying it in a very, in the way Kendrick will say it. You know what I mean? Um, would you, would you put it on as an easy listening kind of thing? No. But the message is there, and it's—I I believe it's a very powerful album. So it's, it's all safe for now. Yeah, I mean, no, no harm at all in terms of including this in a top five. I mean, lots of lists. Top have, three, top pretty three, good. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I respect this album much more than I like this album. Mm-hmm. I think it's an album that was made and needs to be heard by a whole large group of people. Mm-hmm. White boy from Newfoundland. I don't think I fall in the category. Um, but no, man, you, you boys know I don't love rap a whole lot, but I love Kendrick Lamar. But yeah, this just uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't crack here for me. Uh, but yeah, it's a great album. It's just you know it's more about the message than the actual music itself. I think definitely, and you know, a testament to Kendrick as a as an artist. I just remember watching the Super Bowl halftime show with all like Eminem. You know, Eminem's Eminem, Fifty Cent was upside down. Probably shouldn't have been all that stuff. But then Kendrick comes out and just blow like leagues above oh, yeah. just the actual rapping ability. Like you look at Kendrick, like what, are, like for to to put that talent in a man and then to have the messages that he has to give to give out. Like it's it's just a perfect combination. And yeah, that's all I'll say. Yeah, like the positive outweighs the negative. I think like when you have a big album and sure you might have a few missteps, but where he hits on so many at such a high level, it like overshadows the missteps and if he has a like a bad feature or something but then two songs later he's like destroying it better than anybody like for me that means something and like i'm like you guys a nice 40 50 minute album is like where i want it to be short sweet to the point the best but you can make exceptions when when the time comes when the quality is so high definitely that's great number three that's good um so yeah my number three uh so this is a band i used to love and then didn't love so much and um in a year of uh comeback stories everyone loves comeback stories you know you have the aas chili peppers death cab these bands spoon they're coming into the they're coming to the shadows spoon didn't make a comeback man you just didn't know them <laughs> they come back in my heart came back right here so in, in a year of so many bands in my mind coming back from, you know, kind of leaving their 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 peak and like kind of like going like fading into obscurity, especially Spoon. <laughs> Alpha Zulu. Alpha Zulu by Phoenix. I am I went to this album just going, you know, these guys are just gonna keep on shitting the bed. <laughs> no expectation. And my God, I give it a, I give that a nine out of ten. Nine out of nine. I just 
when I listened to like my first initial experience with Phoenix was like Listomania. Well, I mean that kind of Wolfgang's stuff. Wolfgang's is one of the best albums. Of all yeah, time. it's one of the best albums. Yeah, it's I would give that an extremely high score, and just that like resonated with me through my life and in the genre. And this gave me a lot of the same kind of vibe with a kind of a modern twist. And just from, I enjoyed that album immensely. I listen to it still all the time. That's just like, that's like indie rock, synth rock. Like, it's just, it's just so good. Like, I just really, really, really enjoy it. And I think that to come out of that way, like they had two bad albums in the past couple of years to come back and be like, no, we still got a little bit in the tank. And to put that album out, that I'm putting that number three. Alpha Zulu. Yeah, they made it in like La Louvre, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's 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 a good album, um, for sure. Um, happy you glad you enjoyed it. Um, uh, you know, for me, I I think I touched on most of the same stuff in terms of just super happy they made a comeback. You know, likened to the Death Cab, uh, not Spoon, uh, <laughs> aspect. <laughs> of the comeback but yeah no lots of good tracks on here but just some for me that just di- didn't uh exactly hit but i love phoenix's sound they are um you know they they kind of created i don't know if they created the sound but they they're like definitely responsible for the comeback of the sound in the early 2000s and you know it, every single party had listomania in 1901 rocking it was soundtrack to university uh, so these guys definitely sh- uh, share a special place in my heart. Love the in, um, inclusion of Ezra Koenig, uh, Vampire Weekend. Just like a really solid album. I'm glad it got elevated for you. Um, really solid. good. Guys, I can't really say much more. You hit all the nails on the head. Like for me, I think I gave it a seven and a half. I think it was fluctuating between seven and eight. Um, we pushed the review on this uh, a couple times, which resulted in much more listening, which kind of sunk my rating a little bit. But uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. You love it. Longtime fan, boosting up, kind of like me at number five. Yeah, I was a Labs fan. And the funny thing is, like, I didn't even, like, I, I, if, if I didn't know they had an album out, I didn't care. I was at that point. And then it was like, oh, this is getting some traction. Let's, let's give it a shot. When Reed when Reed said Phoenix got an album coming out in like six weeks, I was like, I don't uh, care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, like Whoa, oh, okay. Yeah, like, that, my two albums are so bad. Exactly. So I just love to see it. So yeah, that's whenever. You think you would listen if it wasn't for PSR? PSR? Probably, Probably not. No, I doubt it. I honestly doubt it. Yeah. This is I why don't even I, know if we would have listened if we didn't. Like, you know, like we all browse word of mouth. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like, it's the rumblings of the internet mm-hmm. saying that you know it was making some lists. Like okay, yeah, we're gonna have to give this a shot. Give this a shot, and I'm glad I did. Yeah, absolutely, top three, excellent. So, uh, yeah, number three for me. Uh, I uh, made this. I'll make the self proclamation that this is the most fun album of the year. Uh, Wet Legs self titled debut. Wet Leg. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a great ongoing group chat thing for us for a while in terms of just sending the wet emoji with the leg emoji it's the best, it's, it's the best. <laughs> uh thanks to reed for getting us in on this when i originally heard chase long back earlier this year late last year i was like this is good but gonna take some growth and boy did it ever grow um i i love this album just because how relatable it is uh especially like just where i am maybe in my life like um 
you know, you have the trials and tribulations of online dating, like just dating in your 30s, that kind of thing. Um, you have the best COVID song ever written called Supermarket about getting high and going to the supermarket and the joy of it. <laughs> and um, I think, and I, I don't want to get too, uh, too, I don't know, uh, political here in terms of the woke culture, but like I love the line in um, one of the songs. It's like, I know I should care, but right now I don't care. And there's just so much going on. And it's just like, at what point, like, how do I have the energy to care for all this stuff that's going on? And I just love that they just flipped everything upside down. They're having absolute fun with the whole album. The guitar riffs are just earwormy. Um, yeah, it's just really in, in a similar way to Story, my number five. Like, I think each individual track has some redeeming quality that keeps me wanting to listen to it um i'm always just you know like i don't know if i i wouldn't say i laugh out loud but it's like it's a joyful album it's funny it's raunchy but man it's like cohesive and kind of brilliant and as a debut album man you gotta give them props for that too like just be able to create 100%. something that good yeah no it's they set a high bar for themselves and it's funny you, you touching the COVID stuff it's like in, in a world where basically like a lot of uh, like a majority of the albums come out with a COVID kind of theme to like look back and it not be cheesy or tacky and kind of still be like a good, you know, a good take on it. No, it's good. And um, I, I found in my research and just like talking to people, it's like they're very split between like with wet leg, like yeah. as, as a band. Yeah. So you got these, you know, these girls up here kind of like talking kind of like, you know, they don't really care, but, but that's like, that's like the, that's like the charm of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a cool sound. It's very unique. The writing is is fantastic, and it's just uh, now Shay's line was good, but the whole album is damn good. So it's, no, it's, it's just like what, it's a quick listen. It's not like a very long album. It's either. just like what they say is what they mean. There's no depth to the album, and it's like kind of cool in that way. Like you're not there. Like I love lyricism and I love songwriting, but like this album is just like what I'm saying is what exactly, I mean. Yeah, it's you're just not, like we're not, we're I'm not, straightforward. You're not taking the listener on a journey. You're not trying to make no. them like connect the dots. You're just like you're just putting it out there and like this is this is what like you're being young kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's funny it led into that that way, Roz, because I feel like I was on both sides of the spectrum. So I love this album to start. I think I gave it 8.5, 8.6, something like that. But as time has gone on, I don't oh. like it as much now. Oh no. I don't okay. like it as much now. Like uh like I think initially like the the quirkiness, the funniness, like really enjoyed it. Like I thought it was really like uh was fun. But as time has gone on, I kind of just like I don't like it anymore. Like I don't like your jokes not for you. Yeah, not for not for you. like I do like it, but I liked it a lot more months ago than I do today. Which yeah. is no longevity to the quirk. Yeah, yeah. This one was an easy one for me. I I still listen to it constantly, and it's what I think we reviewed it. Like March. I knew wet leg would be would be would be rumbling around. That was that was we we've been talking. We've been sending uh, legs with dripping water emojis yeah. for for months and months and months. Yeah, so awesome. Top two, baby. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Top two. Getting into big money here. This is where it got difficult for me. I uh, wonder if you guys have any guesses, but uh, we won't do that. So num number two for me is Big Thief. Hi, what's the album called? <laughs> Dragon New uh, new Road to Take. New, new, Dragon New. Dragon Newborn Tattoo. I believe in Girl you. with yeah. the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. So I know this was a controversial take. It's a very, very interesting album. I think 
that's one word that can sum it up pretty well. I know me and Lundy and maybe Roz, I'm not sure, but I know we love big parts of this. Big parts of it are like next level good stuff. There's probably five or six songs on here that could contend for number one song of the year for me. And again, like like the Kendrick argument, that holds weight. I get as you go through, it's very different. They experiment with sounds, some that they excel with, some that are kind of like, what did they do? But when it comes to album in albums of 2022 and their impact on me as a listener, they wind up at number two for me. They, uh, they're, they're incredible. They vaulted to the top of the list of wanting to see live. And yeah, I, I don't know what else more to say like it's uh have some arguments from the boys but that's just it like i i go from one to 20 20 goddamn songs is way too much but even if you picked out a few i think it's it's beautiful and like again repeat myself there's five or six on here that are t song of the year contenders yeah i mean for me it's just the highs are high and the lows are low um yeah um that's pretty much how i describe the album i think link linker is arguably the best songwriter uh especially in indie rock music right now like i think she writes absolutely beautiful songs and i mean you know they produce so much music that you gotta eventually get bored with the norm right and you mm -hmm. gotta experiment and kudos to them for that you know the year before they put out two different albums and they were both great and they both had their own sound this time around, they just decided to go with one album with a bunch of different sounds. I agree with you that there is, you know, I don't know if I go as high as five, but there's, you know, there's two to three songs on here that I absolutely adore. Um, yeah, I, I think I think the most interesting thing here is that you rated it really high. Very high. Then we did a podcast that yep. you said, I rated it too high. Mm -hmm. And now year end you are back on it as being the number two album. And I would like your thoughts on that. I love this. I, I love this. Just I was like, thinking the same thing. It's like fluctuation, I guess. Like when it came to re-listening and reflecting on the year, like I would throw this on traveling. And even if there was a misstep, like the the songs that are strong, just how do I say it? It's like, Music makes you feel a certain way, right? 100%. Like, what it's all music, about. When something does something for you in a certain way, that holds weight. And, like, when I listen to Adrian on those, like, like I said, the the number of songs that, that are, like, the slower, more acoustic type songs, she kills all of them. And even the other ones, like, there's some in there with some Neil Young uh, twang on it. And, you know, some of them I think are just misses, but... Um, again, this this music makes me feel a certain way, and it's top two caliber. And even if there are a few missteps, I think it uh, it deserves to be where it is. I respect that opinion. Big I respect time. it too. No, you explain it well. Um, you called it a journey, and there's no other way. <laughs> you got to explain. You got to read that. That's the thing. I can explain. I can like you know give my opinion and thoughts on what you've been saying, but I am proud of this. You already have. It's <laughs> it's the best TSR excerpt writing. Intro of, paragraph. Of the year. I was sitting in my room. How the hell 
I'm not going to start this. <laughs> Let's do an analogy. And so I did. So for those who haven't heard this, I think uh, Reed did it once on a podcast episode. And uh, I'm just going to say this. And uh, this is exactly <laughs> what I think of this album. www.dcreviews.com. Please. Slash, slash dragon. Dragon something. I think we just called this dragon. Because <laughs> dragon 88. Have you ever gone on a really long car ride? where there's a lot of interesting sights along the way. Beautiful countryside, sparkling ocean. Hell, maybe you even see a wild animal or two. But it just goes on for way too long. Oh, there's construction at this section. Why are they doing this on the goddamn weekend? <laughs> now you're stopping at a dilapidated gas station that doesn't let you pay at the pump. Now the sun's starting to set, and you're really starting to squirm in your seat. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that this album has a lot of pretty things in it. It's a nice album. There's some good songs, but there's just so much fluff and detours it's taken into this extremely folky. And you know, folk folk is okay, but it's just they it's they didn't need to do that. They they, they could have cut this in half, and it, I would have given it a much better score. But uh, yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. That's uh, fair, and and I won't argue it, but. What I will say is those weekend workers get paid overtime. <laughs> and if you can't pay at the pump, someone inside is getting paid minimum wage. So it's more opportunity for the listeners. And I don't know. I agree with you guys. If if I could, if if it was up to me, I'd cut a handful of songs. But at the end of the day, like I said, they just, uh, their music moves me in a way that the others don't. And that means something. So. As someone who absolutely adores lyricism and emotional connection to an album, I completely relate with that. Uh, it gets me that this album in particular gets me frustrated at times because I don't like a lot of the songs and I don't connect with them. Um, but if you guys, you know, give the give the album a full listen. Rito loves it, but if you're interested in the really good version hit me up. Lundy has already created the better album with only like 12 songs. The Lundy cut. The Lundy cut is available. The TSR cuts always do it. I can't believe you made me look like I don't believe in workers' rights. <laughs> <laughs> You're painting with a broad brush there, buddy. <laughs> My God. Great choice, Rito. You know, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not for me. And speaking for Roz here, I don't, I don't think it's for him, but I don't think it's an album that you can just straight up laughably call as why the hell is this included mm. here kind of thing right like it's, it's tough man like i i struggled a lot because i mean it is difficult like what i is this an album i'm gonna throw on more than something i've ranked six seven like maybe not they gotta be in a certain moment in a certain headspace to listen to it and have enough time have enough time <laughs> to get through it right yeah. um so it it was difficult then like with a lot of the choices I made, like they were over an hour and it just is what it is. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? The other, the others below it, the caliber wasn't high enough to offset the length challenge, you know? I respect it. Oh, I definitely respect it. I respect it. Give us your number two, Razi. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to lean more into my roots, but I, it's not just, it's, I wouldn't call this a personal bias. It's another spotlight. Oh, brought up by uh, Lundy actually got me excited on this, but my number two is Cherry by Daphne. Oh, yeah. 
Um, This is going to be an album that I don't believe the mainstream would enjoy. But as far as pushing the boundaries of a genre, pushing the boundaries of electronic music, I've, I've, and we talked about this when we, when I was talking about Fred again, this, there's nothing like this. He's taken, he's crafted a very polished, well-made album and made it, give it the facade of a guy on a, on a piano and a drum kit and kind of like making it all in like a studio session. It's like nothing I've ever heard before. The sounds put together, nothing I've ever heard before. I mean, he's using like drum arrangements, like two or three different drum arrangements per song. You know, sometimes you might think it's it's he's looping, but he's not. There are these like minute details. If you really listen, there's a song called Amber. It's completely it's just hypnotic. Like the soundscapes are just insanity. So when I look at like a top five list and I go, what goes to the top? What's something I've never heard before? What's something that's pushing the boundaries for me? Cherry by Daphne would be number two. Yeah, I think, uh, it, yeah, well, it's not going to be in my top two, but uh, I think what I said to you when I listened to this, I think it was uh, one of the best electronic dance music uh, albums I've ever listened to in my life. I'm not a huge fan. This isn't my bag for sure. But, like, he just rids me of all the complaints I have with EDM music, like, you know, garbage lyrics and and loops like he's just constantly layering stuff he continues to surprise you i love that he's like a 45 year old math math major from, from manitoba, from manitoba. <laughs> like and i think also you know a little special piece of me loves this guy just because of how good caribou was at coachella so good man but yeah this is like you know we've said this a few times now this isn't and al- uh, like albums aren't albums that you're going to put on parties, but this is an album you can throw on whenever it, you know, it could be a perfect album, just mindless work. There's no lyrics or whatever, or it could be a friggin' perfect party album, man. It's, it's, it's a really, really, really good dance music album. It is. And it's pushing like for me, like I used to DJ when I was younger and I know the EDM four on the floor, I know the put your fucking hands up, and I know the the tropes of EDM, and this breaks literally every trope. Like songs can be one minute, songs can be five minutes. He can do one thing in one song, and he'll have a completely different thing in the other song. And we've seen him live. We've seen him on a synthesizer doing it. So you can picture him doing that in a studio and just creating an entire and a full album just manifesting from that. And there's a beauty to that to creating something like that. So no, it's for me that's that's some high quality stuff. So number two. Absolutely. Whenever I let you guys go first, you always take my points. So, uh, <laughs> but this album I tried to give a shot a few times. Um, I travel quite a bit, and I would just fall asleep. It's not because the music was bad, just because I was tired or whatever, and I didn't start. Like, it's it's a lot going on. It's chaotic. I deserve. I have to give uh, go back and give it more time a day type thing. Uh, but how about the spotlights? Man, spotlights yeah. Not only are we showing hog and, and getting out there, it, it's resulting in some great music. And I mean, that's kind of the hard part to kind of get sidetracked here on, on TSR is we all have to kind of come to an agreement to review an album in full yeah. and spend a week with it's it. A commi- it's a commitment. Whereas yeah. like these spotlights give us an opportunity to kind of dive into genres that we specifically like and, and kind of bring more albums up. And uh, I'm stoked that it has happened for you twice in this year. Like that's so this, awesome. But this is the thing for me. It's like, the TSR structure and schedule, like, you know you have to do these albums, and you do them, and that's it. Spotlights are, are uh, organic. Like, you talked about the, the Push T album, and then we talked about the Daphne album, and I went on my own and did it. Mm. This is not like, oh, I need to have this done for Wednesday. This is like, 
these albums ha- have been talked about, but there's no responsibility to write about them, and then just organically just fell in love with them. So yeah, yeah. it's a, it's it's a great thing, and it's a, a once again an aspect of TSR that makes them so good. So my number two, your number two, buddy. All right, um, it wouldn't be a Lundy year end list without a truly sad, let's sad album. Let's hear some sad stuff. So my number two is Mitski's Laurel Hell. This, like, I love Mitski. I think she, and, and I mean, kind of, I'm not the only one here. She's just one of the best songwriters. And I just said that about Lenker from Big Thief, but Mitski is truly one of the best song, songwriters of all time. I think, like, everything she says is just hauntingly beautiful, and she has the vocal to match with it. Um, but my favorite part about this album is just the chemistry that her and her longtime producer have. Like, they have four or five songs on this album that are just minimalistic. You know, there's just a simple piano or simple bass and they just let her lyrics and her songwriting, her storytelling, her vocals shine. But then also you have like four or five tracks that are like, it feels like ABBA suddenly joined, joined the fucking background music. Like the only heartbreaker, um, love me more should have been me. Like these all, beat amazing songs are just so good um i love the variance in it she just strikes a chord for me uh this is kind of particular and back to reed's point in that like when you can find an emotional connection with an artist with an album um this kind of hits the spot for me um and as we alluded to earlier she absolutely dominated my spotify year-end stuff she had all five songs Did you bring that up no, no i never told yeah, you guys yeah. brought it up and see he said it solidifies his solidified, yeah, okay. solidified my list and um so yeah she she had the top five songs and she was number one album she was my most played artist um you know it, it's it's um i know it's probably not critically one of the top two albums of the year but personally, this one holds holds a really special place to me. I love this artist and I love this album. Yeah, I've seen it around. I've seen it on lists. It's not super, but um, she there's there's a beauty too. Like you said, like she's like I always I always go back to Lucy Dacus. I don't know why, but like the songwriting aspect, there's such a simplicity to what she's doing. Like it's like an '80s kind of vibe. You got this kind of like retro wave kind of. There's a synth. There's some 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 drum machines. You know stuff like that. Very, very, very uh, simple stuff that's kind of focusing on the on the lyric. And no, I've always really liked Mitzi. Her last album, I loved. Be Going, be, yeah, Be the Cowboy, I love and I still listen to. And I went in this with high expectations. Did it hit my expectations? I can't say it did, but I, did I enjoy the album? Yes, I did. Like, I love the retro synth sound, and I really did enjoy it. But, um, yeah, no, that's a great that's a great pick. Mitzi's, uh, she's one of the good ones. Super sad, right? Yeah. Like, like she She's wants so to sad. keep up music or something like or well she- like her whole thing between like be the cowboy was like her hot like her au revoir like she's gone like she doesn't want to do music anymore okay and she did a huge tour with that album and was like i'm so over music i'm so done with what this does to me and then this album was like I don't need to write all these simplistic like her most of her music is like half of this album it's it's kind of simplistic it's just really her shining, her songwriting shining. And she's like, I'm just going to go make a different sound. Like, I'm, 
you know, there is old Misky in here, but there is some stuff that she's never even touched before. And it really turned out well, in my opinion. And, you know, I'm glad to see her back. And, and a lot of the album is just kind of like, you know, it's different takes on situations that are kind of touched on way too much in music, like relationships and stuff. But the tropes of, of like music, like any genre, like it's usually based on sadness and heartbreak and all that stuff. So but the fact that she can make it her own and be and kind of, you know, step out from the from the group, then, you know, it just shows the quality in her music. So. She's great. Love Mitski. Yeah, good pick. I haven't said too much. It, like, I had a middle of the pack. I think I gave it a seven or something, but it was my first experience with her. I knew she, like, hit it big on Big to Be the Cowboy, and I listened to that after this, and I liked it quite a bit more. Um, love that it struck a chord with you. Yeah. And uh, I haven't listened to it too much since, man, since then. I know, uh, what is it, The Heartbreaker? The Only Heartbreaker. The Only Heartbreaker was yeah. a good one, and there were a handful of other ones I really enjoyed. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, number one, number, number one. one. Guys, let's see if uh, T-Star agreed on this one or not. I'm going to say no, but I, guess uh, we'll see. I, I don't think there's any chance we all have seen. Zero chance. Zero chance? There is zero chance. <laughs> zero chance. Yeah, I think there's zero chance. I, have, I actually, you know, honestly, if I could predict, I would not even know what Ficker reads. I don't know. What oh, I know what reads is. And I know what Lundy's is. <laughs> I think I know what yours is. If I think I know what yours is. I know what his is. Let's just let's just see. I know what yours is. Stop. <laughs> it's like the Spider-Man meme. Like everyone's just pointing. Yeah, all right, all right. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. I got hey. I got two choices for us. I, I think. Right. Let's I'm let's not, do I'm, it. I'm two. All right, Rito, bring us in. Okay, the best <laughs> album of the year. No debate. No debate. Yeah, it's subjective. His Radiohead side project, The Smile. A late for attracting attention. Lundy knew, Lundy knew, of course he knew, of course he knew. What can I say about this album? Mm. I mean, the boys are just geniuses. I feel like they operate on a level higher than others. Um, for me, it's a, we talked a lot about longevity today, and that's one word that rings true on this one. Like... There's so much diversity song to song. Um, I have a quote here from my review. Myself. At www.twosweetreviews.com. Slash reviews slash. I said, they have so many weapons. You will never work in television Television again as a raucous rock song. The opposite, the smoke, and we don't know what tomorrow brings. Have an injection of groove with Skinner's drumming leading the effort. Speech bubbles and open the floodgates are meant for quiet moments alone where you can shut the brain off, drift off somewhere, and appreciate the intricacies of the music and Tom's soothing vocals. Hannah Vision is something straight out of a Jason Bourne thriller as the haunting piano paves the way only to be supported by the pleasing horns. And that's enough of that. But uh, just in general, song to song is, is beautiful. And I think it's number one. I, I don't know. I think I'm biased because I'm a big Radiohead guy, and it's hard to separate that. No one here likes Radiohead, right? Just read. No, we don't. We don't like Radiohead here at all at TSR. To a concert, it did well. What did we? Um, uh, I, 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 it did really well. I think it was like an eight six or something yeah, like. We that. all, we all give it. Yeah, we all give it good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you done or? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I have a lot of thoughts on this album. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you were predicting it as number one, but it's not my number one. No, I don't think it is. I actually thought it was number one. So okay. Hybrid. So for me, this is number six. It just fell out yeah. of my top five. Yeah. And here's my thoughts on this. And I don't think it's particular to do with the album, but more so what we've 
um, gotten ourselves into here. <laughs> what have we gotten ourselves into, guys? So, so, so let me explain here. I fell in love with Radiohead because I had the ability and the desire to listen to them over and over and over because something slowly clicked and then it all clicked and it all came together. And it's like one of my, it's probably my, I would tell people it's my favorite band. I think the smile are similar and I just don't have time to listen to them. Like, I think we got lucky on this score because we pushed it out. Like, I think we had like six weeks to listen to this one before we actually wrote a review. Mm-hmm. And we kind of touched on it. I don't know if any of us touched on it in our reviews, but we all talked about it in that if I had to write this two weeks earlier, this was probably like a low seven type album for me. Mm-hmm. And I have constantly gone back and tried to appreciate what this is in terms of Radiohead. Um, but it, it can't, it, it almost restarts for me. Mm-hmm. Like it clicked for me back in June. And now it's like half the album for me is just, it's it it doesn't click anymore so i think in five years i might be laughing at myself that this wasn't number one mm-hmm. but right now for me it just doesn't have the accessibility to make it a this year's best album all-time album maybe mm-hmm. like really like really could be yep. um this year not not for me, but I mean number six. So I mean it's a damn fine album. Yeah, absolutely. Damn good yeah. album. You know, it's it's my top ten. I enjoy it a lot. But it's to me, there's a mental block. It's like to me it's like Radiohead Light. It's like I enjoy Radiohead. I love Radiohead. And like this stuff, it's like Tom is just like teasing us with this stuff. Like it's good music. There's some good songs. But I just can't get behind it. It's like this is like I don't know. It just I feel like I'm so spoiled by Radiohead. That mm-hmm. this 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 effort is it's good, it's fun. Obviously they're doing it for a reason. I don't know why they're not just releasing more Radiohead music. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, but. I mean, like, what does Tom Skinner do that that Philip Seale at Stellway doesn't do, right? right? Like, it's not like it's not like they're different. They literally sound it's like Radiohead. It's just, it's just yeah, it's a like Radiohead light. So I, like, I, I in my opinion, it. I can see I can see a couple songs on there that I don't think Radiohead would ever put out. Digital and works, but it just. Well, I, th- I think, and I, I think the biggest difference for me has always been uh, Greenwood's reluctance to do guitar solos and really shine himself. But I think on this album, he. Hmm. I don't know who I actually don't know who's playing the solos. I never looked into it. It could be him or Tom because they're both fantastic guitarists. But like, there's more of a musical element to this than than mm. some than some Radiohead albums. But nah, man, it's it's just it's really damn good, man. Yeah, well, it's, it's really damn good. We focus on the negative because like we got to have uh, different opinions. But like, we're all top ten, top six, yeah. top ten. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably like, yeah. It's like I I would think that. If you asked us last year when we were talking about this album coming out, I think we'd all be happy with the the end product. Absolutely, like, yeah. You know well, I mean? When you were like, uh, you were sending us like shares like of like their live stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like in the studio, and it sounded really damn good, and it was exciting. But it's just, I don't know, man. Like I love Radiohead, but like this, these like side projects it just seems like a little a little more watered down. Yeah, we talk about accessibility, like like flip a coin, Greenhouse versus this. Like if you're telling someone or what i'm trying to say beach house beach house, beach yeah. house or yeah. this like which one are you gonna like like i don't know it's tough yeah i guess yeah at this point yeah i mean i guess it's just it's just like you know I, and i'm kind of with you Raz. it's like just why isn't this a radiohead album mm-hmm. yeah why i mean why i'm sure there's a reason i'm sure 
Yeah. Why do everything? Apparently, like, Tom York is obviously amazing, and he's doing Tom York. He's yeah, amazing. and he's a little more cheeky on the album too. Like he's yeah. not like like Radiohead. He could be cheeky on Radiohead. Album. He this could, yeah, good. but it, but he never really has been. Right? On his yeah, head. talking about Trump and stuff like. Yeah, he doesn't have yeah. to start a whole band and. You know, I, but maybe he feels like he does, right? He's a genius. That's his artistic genius, opinion. Whatever, yeah. yeah. You know, who am I? Mm-hmm. Great yeah, choice, man. Yeah, yeah, great fucking that's choice. Great. I really love this album. Yeah. I was telling, I was telling, um, I, I, I was telling Roz that I listened to my top five albums and this album on the way in from Buren, and they all lined up perfectly. Like I fucking crested the hill when my last album stopped. And I was like, damn, that's a fine, good album. And it's sad that it's not in my top five. I was like, I'm pretty certain Reed's going to have it. So I'm glad I get to talk about it. But yeah, man, love Tom, love Johnny. It's just, yeah, it's just not quite there for me. That's it. That's it. She's beauty. Damn good number one. Damn good number one. We do up the graphics so we'll have that right there. So people will listen to it if they haven't yet. Because it's a good album. Um, Yeah. This this probably isn't a big surprise. I I think this is due, but I think Kendrick Lamar, Miss Morel, that was number one. That was not in my two choices. That's my number one. This is the thing for me when it comes to music. The same way that Cherry got number two because it's kind of like expanding the genre. Music doesn't have music can be uncomfortable. When I when I went through that album a few times, and Kendrick literally has a song where he's like in a domestic dispute with his wife. Like the whole song is him like fighting with his. We cry together. Fighting his wife. Like music can be uncomfortable. Music can have a message and not be enjoyable. And for him to be able to do it in a way that he can release it as a full album and the way he did, it's it's just it's just using music as a medium more than just you know something to listen to and enjoy. And it it shows the the, the skill of an artist and the craft and the uncomfortable topics that he that he goes through yet still being able to make something that you can listen to and you can and is consumable to a to a bigger uh, audience. It's uh. I just think the album in itself is just a, just a masterful album. For me, that's why it's number one. Yeah, man. No arguments, man, if you connect with it musically. That's for sure. I don't connect with it no, no, as, no, no. as a human. No, no, no. I, I understand it connecting in the way it should connect. It's connecting but in, I mean, in the best but way. But that's the thing, right? Like, um, for me, I don't enjoy the music of it. Like, I don't think it's objective music yeah like the you know like the beats don't exactly always do it for it sometimes he's just like rapping about like i i don't think the features are that great like i i don't want to harp on your number one because it's a damn fine album but like you know is it like i said earlier when reed mentioned this one it's an album that needed to be made that i much more respect than i like which is completely fine yeah, well, I gave it number three, so you know what I think. But, like, United in Grief, N95, Father in Time, Count Me Out, Silent Hill. It's it all, like, man. Yeah, it's just. One after one, it's good. Even you're right, it is uncomfortable. Might, it's a song you might think. So uncomfortable. Is, yeah. But, like, being uncomfortable is a feeling, and music's supposed to make you feel. Absolutely. So feeling. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's not all going to be going away like that was good. It's like, fuck, that was, like, weird. That weirded me out. And then, But then you're thinking about it. It resonates, right? So mm-hmm. that kind of, like, that, that's what I was looking at. It's like, nothing was doing that for me except this. So. I like it. It's wrapped two years in a row, eh? It's, yeah, wrap your. Wow, yeah, big rap guy. Yeah, Tyler. Shout out to Tyler, man. Shout out to Tyler. Damn yeah. good album that was too. Um, yeah, I'm good. We're at the last number one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of gave this away earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Same. We'll talk about this one later. But, uh, I, I have to say, I'm stoked that both of you guys had this in your top five. Um. I hate agreeing with those guys over at the uh, Fork and Spoon, but uh, Fork and Spoon. 
but uh, always Blue Rev is my number one album of the year. And I think we've touched on this album a few times now, so I'm not going to harp on this too much, but I have one particular point I want to point out. The album's only 38 minutes. It's 14 songs. But to me, when I'm listening to it, it feels like I've spent an hour, an hour and a half listening to this album. Like, it feels so much longer than it is. I'm constantly unpacking like peeling back layers of all these songs. Like I think Molly's uh, lyrics and I, she writes with O'Hanley too, but like, I just think they're, they're magnificent. Like I, there's just so much structure. There's so much depth to them all. Um, and just as an indie rock fan myself, I adore when people turn up the volume to 10 and just crank out distortion reverb. Um, you know, I think it's just, and I mean, I mean, you know, the special place too with the with the band themselves and you know i've seen them when i was like 18 seeing them when i was 22 seeing them when i was 26 hopefully gonna see them again this year it's just like seeing them when no one knew them versus now seeing them on like the biggest seeing them grow yeah it's, it's seeing them on thing. the biggest blog like the biggest as like the number two album man it's just like damn that's really cool and man i i, I love this band I I love Molly. I love their sound, and this is just like a next step that I did not foresee. Blew me away. Um, I think longevity of this album. We're gonna be listening to this one for a while. Yeah, like I mentioned, it's just like it's pure energy from start to end. Like you said, there's so many textures that a short album with that many songs that they're covering so much ground anyway. Every song is different. They're they're you know it's has its own makeup and. To, like to your point where you you've known them for so long and they are growing naturally whereas they're not like a viral hit they're not you know a mainstream artist they're just kind of growing just on based on their pure talent and it's taking them to the moon and it's 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 honestly uh it's amazing i i love their i love anti-socialites and i love this album so it's that's a great number one how great is it when you anticipate something and wait for it to come out and wait for and it just delivers, Good. like just destroys. It's the best feeling. feeling. Yeah. So I was feeling. very excited for that for you guys. Like, I was, like when I gave it to eight and saw you're rolling in. Actually, that was one. I was later than you guys, so you guys were already had the group chat filled up, and I saw one message. Hopefully, Reed got this one right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was probably me. We don't. So for everyone listening, like we we keep this as much of a surprise as possible. Like this is all in good fun with each other. That's what makes it so great. And. uh yeah, there are definitely times where there is definitely undue pressure on one member, and it's like, oh man, what? And then it's like, oh, it's two on one this way, or it's two on which like ganging on each other, but uh, it's all good fun. But no, like, you like the two. Yeah, I'm had it as number four, big riser. So four, five, or four, yep, five, four, four, five, four, five, one. I'd, I'd say it, on the uh, accumulative one, it might number might be one. number one. Yeah, yeah. probably will be. Yeah. yeah, if we yeah. average it, scores as yeah. we do. I'm super glad you guys liked it. I, I know I spent, when I was like listening to it, I was like, am I liking this too much because I like them? I love their sound. I love everything about them. And then, you know, you guys kind of solidified my feelings in that, like, I was, if, if you guys would have came in with like six, I was like, all right, what did I see in this album that, that's wrong? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, what am I blinded by? Because mm -hmm. I value both your, both your opinions and, and on music. We, we don't have that, but we have never seen that. Like, I've never even seen them. Yeah. And you have, like, you have a personal connection yeah. in yeah. that way. And I, I came in 
knowing a last album and then hearing a kind of a different sound and still enjoying it so much. So I mean, there's something to be said. I know not everyone's going to understand what the breezeway is, but like one time I was just there stumbling around the breezeway <laughs> oh with a fucking monster jug in my hand and, and there's a band playing on the stage and, and I'm like, man, these guys sound good. I always like good music, like that kind of shit. Like, and I was like, damn, who is this band? Oh, wait. Okay, cool. See them again four years later. See them again. Breeze, that's so at the breezeway. Crazy. See them breezeway, rock house, club one, and that's crazy, man. And they're all intimate venues. They're the like only, absolutely amazing. The only big band I saw at the breezeway was LMFAO, <laughs> and I knew and I knew the owner. I knew the promoter, and he paid twenty grand for them. Just right when I'm in Miami, bitch came out. <laughs> it was like following an athlete at a young age. You watch them go up and you celebrate. It's, it's, they yeah. get it feels years, better. Like, it feels better. Yeah, you know, just to see them like kind of blow up like that. All right, boys, one final question before we sign okay. off. Japanese breakfast or the smile? Hmm. Japanese breakfast. Tyler or or uh sorry. Uh, Kendrick. Tyler. Yeah. Love Tyler, man. For me, I, as much as I just gushed on always, Japanese breakfast is an all-time yeah. classic for me. Man. Uh, for those that don't understand that question, that was our number one album insert, for last year. Insert gong here. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's tough. Like, I felt like I feel like the level of music, like the threshold, was higher this year. But like the top, like the top music was like was higher. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain. I think we just explored way way more too, right? Yeah. Like we like I don't know, especially in the first half of 2022, like we were just basically going off bands that we knew. Sorry, yeah. but. 2021 when we originally started like this, yeah, 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 or yeah last year like we weren't well i mean like i wasn't grinding the new music friday no and, no, no, no finding albums that were like, rated like 80 if we had we probably would have found a turnstile definitely not right shout out to jack thank you very much jack yeah Thompson. shout out jack Thompson. man only all right let's take a little break Sweet.